Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the Lead Her Podcast. Today we have two guests for the first time, which is Amy and Hannah from Clea Creative. Welcome. Thank Hi. you. <laughs> so I met these ladies back in about 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Met them in an old gym that I used to work in and you guys started training and getting into weight training then and I just really seen their relationship flourish. And I've also been following their journey since that gym, because that gym shut down actually because of COVID, so which is very mm-hmm. sad. It was an amazing gym, but it shut down during COVID. But the amazing thing with social media is that you can keep in touch with people and you guys have been through a hell of a ride. I know. Since then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to give everybody a little intro to who both you are and what it is you're doing now? Sure, sure. So like you said, Hannah and I met back in the gym. And I think a lot of people think that we've been friends for years and years and years, when really we've not been friends for that long, but it feels like forever. It feels like forever. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, we met in the gym, became gym partners, and then we both worked in similar industries. So Mm -hmm. I was in marketing and Hannah was in a design agency, Yeah, two different agencies. Um, And so we used to go in and train every, every night together. And we had similar struggles. Mm-hmm. So we would understand if someone had a bad day, we would understand the projects that we were working on and things yeah. like that. And then what happened from there? It was like, so we just relied on each other every yeah. night to turn up to the gym. So it became that kind of introduction thing. We kind of found out who each other were. And then we at like six o'clock every night, we didn't even need to text each other. We just knew that at the gym at six, that was our, that mm-hmm. was our time. Mm-hmm. And then obviously when you train with someone, that's a, you build a relationship with them really quickly because mm-hmm. you're kind of like, if you're struggling, you, they'll kind of support you in a way. And then they'll push you through. Like if you're on your mm-hmm. last rep and you just talk about everything. And obviously mm-hmm. because we had that kind of shared agency life mm-hmm. um, and if you work in an agency you'll know what we're talking about we would like come in Amy would sometimes come in the gym and start crying <laughs> and um, we just both just had to like get through our sessions obviously you chat so much through the session you then discover a lot mm-hmm. about each other and we start then that was our kind of relationship mm-hmm. at that time I would say that that part of our life was very routine. Yeah. Like we worked a nine to five job. We worked for an agency that wasn't our own. So there was that structure and pressure, but in a different type of way. Like when you left the do- doors at five o'clock, you didn't necessarily work that job anymore. You could mm-hmm. go to the gym, you could switch off and then become that other person. So that was like our nine to five routine. Um, mm-hmm. So we'd go to the gym together every night and then... I guess it, our relationship changed when... It sounds like we're in a relationship. No. <laughs> our relationship went to the next level. <laughs> yeah, and it uh, developed clear creative. Yeah. Let everyone yes. know what that is now. Yeah, so during lockdown, we both got made redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like literally sink or swim. Like we'd both also been promoted in our jobs and that carpet was pulled from under our feet. We'd both been yeah mm-hmm. promoted. Mm-hmm. I just got a house, a mortgage. We both got new cars. Mm-hmm. We were like climbing that corporate ladder, and that's what we were comfortable with. We loved that kind of drive to just keep climbing that ladder. Never would we ever think we'd be working for ourselves like that. I always thought I would. Just, I'd be the worst at that. <laughs> I have no like management for myself, so I always thought I'd be terrible at that. So we both got made redundant during COVID and that was a really dark time for us both. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they always say that you can't go like 
you have to go down to go back up again but I think that that was like rock bottom for us like every part of our life had done like a 360 so that routine that we had that was completely different the gym shut down so everything that we knew our workplace our gym our relationships that we had I'd also then moved out to my own place like our whole life had just flipped and I think I really struggled with that like to get back into routine your sense of purpose mm -hmm. as well like mm -hmm going from that like career driven like I running a design studio like you were the same with your market like all the kind of marketing campaigns and stuff that came with that that was like our purpose so then having that pulled from under your feet as well was quite a struggle so your sense of self-worth then completely drops as well you start to think like I'm not worthy like this has happened to me for a reason um so when it came to building Clea that wasn't a choice that was made out of confidence that was a choice that we had to make that was there was literally no other choice at that point we literally had to start clear um we were applying for other jobs amy mm -hmm. went to work in tesco's yeah i loved working in tesco's <laughs> not i actually she did, did. She yeah. did. <laughs> i loved it it was my childhood dream oh. stacking the shelves yeah. and yeah on no the checkouts way. i loved it i think i only loved it because i knew it was temporary mm -hmm. i think if i thought i was going to be there for years and years and years yeah I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. And it was throughout a time where people were stuck indoors on their own. Yeah. And I was still able to go out and socialise and just keep a bit of a routine, yeah. I guess. Yeah. So that was good. And then I always remember getting a text from Hannah. And Hannah was working just to set the scene. Hannah was still, once she had been made redundant. I had like eight instalments of furlough. So yeah. like I was I was on furlough, so I literally didn't have a job. So I was mm -hmm. just like getting whatever your furlough pay was. Yeah. And I knew there was months running out. Mm -hmm. So I was like, we need to, I need to start like I was applying everywhere for a job. I applied to be a delivery driver. And David was like, You don't know the area. And I was like, I don't mind. <laughs> yeah. I'll learn it. I'll yeah. learn. Um so like, we were I was literally counting down. So I was like, we need to start making money. So yeah. I literally texted Amy and was like, Look, I've got these businesses that are building brands for them. Um, they're really struggling marketing online right now. Do you, that's your bag. Mm -hmm. Like, do you want to come and help make pocket money? Like while you're at Tesco's, like. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think we've still got the text. I think the reply yeah. was oh, effort. We were literally like, what we've got to lose. <laughs> like we let, and when I mean it at that point, we had nothing else to lose. Like yeah. we yeah. were literally like, sure, like at the yeah. bottom. At the bottom. Yeah. Um. So we started clear yeah. we rebranded and i think we both put in like 100 pounds each for our first shoot mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. and we did our shoot we like built our like website mm -hmm. and we had no idea like what was going to happen at that point we both started working for another agency which was like our job so it was like our safety raft kind of mm -hmm. um for that time being that burst but we were in that bubble just trying to we started clear off um, and then you left that job yeah so we started clear and it was very much a part-time job at the time yeah mm -hmm. so once we got secured in another job in the same place we worked there nine to five and we thought actually clear was at, it was growing a little mm -hmm. bit so we thought let's keep this going yeah and we'll do it in the evening and then we quickly realized that we were trying to take calls on lunch breaks. Yes. We were trying to ask all I'd be our in my clients. car, literally like, yep, that's fine. <laughs> in the car park of my work, like, yep. this is crazy. Yeah. Asking everyone, can they do a call after 5pm? Yeah. And it just got to the stage where we had work sitting there and we just weren't getting through it. Yeah. And then we were burning out so quickly. Yeah. And I remember we had the conversation that if we actually want to make a go of this... Mm -hmm we're going to need more time. Yeah. We're going to have to leave this nine to five. And 
that was scary because we just went from having no job yeah. to a secure job. To actively leaving a job. To then saying three months later, I quit. Which was so. like, and at that point, especially when you've spent so long looking for a job, that was like a panic thing. Mm-hmm. To then be in a job, which quite safe to then actually say, I'm going to leave this job. That was really scary. And Mm -hmm. Amy was on holiday and my mum, I was, I phoned my accountants and I was like, look, is there a potential for me to be full-time? And our goal at that time, Mm -hmm. just get me full-time. And we literally had a plan Mm -hmm. that was like, get Hannah out of jail. (laughs) And that was our plan. And then I always remember my mum was literally like, you guys need to do this. You need to do this. And Amy went on holiday. My mum was like, you're doing this. Hand your notice in. Mm-hmm. And then I text Amy and I was like, can you send me a get out of jail card? And you, you, Amy wrote my resignation for me. And this is actually sets a tone for the rest of our like. <laughs> Amy wrote my resignation letter for me and emailed it. And it's like the subject line is get out of jail card. Oh, wow. And then I literally remember handing that in and I was so scared. And then I handed that in and I've actually got the video. Because I started this journaling thing and I guess Clea's stories are a continuation of that. It's like a very public journal of like what mm-hmm. we're doing, where we're up to. But I started that very early. So I started videoing. I had no idea what was going to happen. But I, I was in the car park and I just handed my resignation in. And I videoed myself and I was just like, this is so scary. Like the scariest thing I've ever done. And my mum was like, don't worry. It's fine. You've mm-hmm. got this. You need to do this now. And my accountants were literally like, if you leave and you use that work that you've got booked and use that early, you can be full time. Yeah. So we did it. We did it. We did it. Yeah. yeah. So we gave everyone a huge insight into where I think it's important. <laughs> yeah. I think the back of story of Clea is very important to where we are now because yeah. I think that really kind of we drive a lot of our inspiration from where we've been. Mm-hmm. So that whole backstory yeah. it is it's quite prominent to yeah. kind of our mm-hmm. mindset. And we're going to dive into that so much more today as well because like if people were just to follow you today, they'd be like, oh my god, these girls are killing it and they look amazing yeah. and they look like so clean yeah. and so fresh and so confident. <laughs> and the big thing for this podcast as well is to get a little bit of behind the scenes and how we do all struggle with like lack and self-belief we can take hits like redundancy and horrible bosses and people that make us feel like we're not good enough and it's like conversations like this today to help people know that you guys have done it that you guys can do it too but also some tools and stuff that you guys have used that have helped you kind of rebuild yourself yeah. and build like Clear Creative. So can you just give us an insight into like what you guys actually do and who you yeah. help? <laughs> yeah. That was my first question. <laughs> We're not very good at that story. Um, concise, are we? Yeah. Once so, we get going, you just need yeah, to we keep rambling yeah. and rambling. So just stop us at any point. <laughs> so Clear is essentially we are brand building specialists, okay. and that is where what we do. Mm-hmm. We essentially build brands. And that can sound very vague, especially if someone doesn't know what a brand is. So your brand is essentially everything that is built around your business. Your business is the body, as we like to call it, and your brand is the soul. And your brand is the reason that people will choose your product over someone that may do something similar. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, your brand is the last impression that a business will have. And we help write stories for brands mm-hmm. we, we obviously do design I think a lot of people come to us and they ask us for a logo and that's usually the first thing that is like can watch a price for a logo mm-hmm. uh, and a logo is what we do but it's part of the whole package we mm-hmm. build brands for people yeah, perfect. Yeah. Amazing. So let's take it back to the gym days, like yes. when, when I first seen you coming in. And it was always so funny. I remember sometimes like Hannah would come in and you weren't there. Yeah. And she just looked like a lost puppy, like, oh, my <laughs> friend's not here today. <laughs> and it was just so cute because like, I think like there is that belief that like 
everybody in the gym doesn't want to speak to each other yeah. and sometimes you do just want to go in and get that session done and leave yeah. but I do feel as well I've met a lot of like lovely people in the gym yeah. and like you guys said as well you almost have like this strange different relationship like you don't know who's partners and every, like all their friends all the partners all the family that you can almost have a different conversation because there's no biases I think yeah. and you're also exercising you're releasing dorms. totally you've got a shared like a uh, mutual and I think that's actually yeah. the foundation of our relationship is we have shared mutual goals of what we want to achieve because it started and I think it's difficult when you especially with the kind of gym and fitness if you if that is part of your lifestyle and it takes up a bit chunk of your lifestyle you have to schedule mm-hmm. time for that you have to manage that yeah, it, a lot of planning involved for that and I think if someone doesn't get that whether it is a boyfriend relationship girlfriend relationship best friend relationship it can be really tough to understand that that is part of your lifestyle yeah. and mm-hmm. it's it's just a kind of thing it needs to slot into your routine somehow mm-hmm. and I think because we started our relationship mm-hmm. with that shared mutual we both yeah. gym yeah. we both need that mm-hmm. it kind of set the tone for everything else yeah yeah, yeah. I always remember when you first came up to me in the gym <laughs> you were struggling to use was it the leg extension because yeah. one in renegade remember it could go two ways and it was like the oh one, yeah like yeah. i was thinking of leg press well, or something yeah, it could do like... the leg extension and leg curl <laughs> yeah. but depending mm-hmm. on what setting you had on, yeah. i have no idea yeah and this girl came up to me and said oh oh can you just help me out here and then the rest is history yeah oh, that's so cute that's like a little like romance yeah. <laughs> what's a girl version of that i don't know i don't know what? Don't know if kind of romance. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it was brilliant. And like when you both kind of met in the gym, like where were you both like, were you starting to feel the benefit of training and, and how it was that escapism from work? Like were you feeling changes in your body? Where were you both when you started to train more? Yeah, absolutely. I think that was probably one of the, the fittest mm-hmm. and consistent I've been in my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back was, to the whole routine. Yeah thing as well uh looking back at something I now really miss yeah and I, we always talk about that romanticize mm-hmm. like I looked so good there I was so lean there I had so much muscle there but we had that consistent routine mm-hmm. and that was like that we finished work and that's where we went yeah. so and we had relationships there with friends there so it was a really positive mm-hmm. place for us yeah. and that's not always the case like even to this day and it's so funny because we now gym is the only thing we actually don't do together anymore which is really sad because when we anytime we get the chance we're like let's go back to the gym together yeah but we it's literally the only thing we don't do together anymore I've heard us saying before as well it's like you're always like romanticized about the good days yeah Mm -hmm. the good days are gone but we're actually like in the good days again that you'll look back at these times and be like oh I miss the days that we got to just sit in our pjs at home on the computer when we can't do it so so sometimes you don't enjoy the moment at the time and that friendship and what you guys were doing was just so lovely and you did get Mm -hmm. an incredible shape as well Mm -hmm. yeah Um, and it's so true actually because thinking back we probably did go to the gym and i was crying and i had awful days but i still look back on those days as great times mm-hmm. yeah so it's so true that now we are living yeah. having a great time that we need to actually appreciate that totally totally and I remember we, I came you were in a spin class and I literally came <laughs> in the spin class crying because someone had done dyed my eyebrows wrong <laughs> and I just like oh to came, have those worries I, like, <laughs> I, I'd just gone to an appointment literally jumped on a bike beside Amy in the spin class just crying I was just like it was really weird <laughs> one, who was that in a spin class I know yeah. so I think it's like really good for people listening to know that 
you can meet friends in different places oh, yeah. like the gym but and have that understanding of each other. Totally. But gym anxiety still exists because mm-hmm. even to this day, like I moved through to Glasgow. I that was like so new for me. Um and like I joined a few different gyms to try and kind of get that like mm-hmm. I don't know, like, I needed that back in my life. So joined First Gym and I was like, I hated it. I was literally like, don't know anyone here. And then it's that whole, like, and I think I was looking for that Amy as well. Like, you would smile at people yeah. and no, they didn't really react the same way. <laughs> is that weirdo? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, this is really strange. But gym anxiety still totally to this day exists. Mm-hmm. And Amy and I, is, gym is part of our life. Yeah. Um, but it's still, when you go into that gym, it's still a quite a nervous place, but you, you need to have that confidence in yourself that you know what you're doing. Yeah. It's just a different environment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess, like, once we do get older, we'll talk about this later, but life does get busy, and yeah. actually, do you know what? You can't maybe go at the same time as your gym besties. But it was really cool as well that you both kept each other accountable, and I think yeah. it was, like, that we highlight of the day that you were like, oh, I'm going to see you, my friend, yeah. tonight at the gym and mm-hmm. get a good workout. You've got the endorphins of that. And again... You'd probably be in the gym a lot longer back then as well. Like totally. it probably wasn't an hour workout. No. You guys were in there for ages. Yeah, yeah. and I remember <laughs> it's like the, lived in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> that was the routine. Yeah, it was. Um, finish work in the office, walk to the gym. We would train, go home, eat, and bed. Bed. That was yeah. my routine. But the the accountability thing. Even mm-hmm. though we don't train together, we still account. We are still accountable yeah. together for the gym. So the gym and fitness and like outdoor movement is such a huge part of obviously our life now and it's really important to how daily we function within the business and we make sure that we are going out for our daily walks like that's something that we both yeah. need it's to break up the day oh my god yeah. see if yeah. I don't go out my walk I am literally like I go insane like mm-hmm. I need that like hour out the house and we'll usually take it we've both got our apple watches so we actually <laughs> like we both get notifications when we've both finished any yeah. type of workout um, so like I know when Amy's finished her walk and that'll maybe make me think oh I need to get out my walk <laughs> and then we'll maybe text each other and be like right I'm going to the gym at six o'clock tonight like and I'll say right okay so am I so even though we're not going to the gym together we still have that accountability mm-hmm. that that's what we're doing because our to-do list will just keep going yeah and if we don't break up that to-do list we'll just yeah. never do it yeah oh that's so good so mm-hmm. people listening can know that you could still do things like that with oh friends. totally yeah. you can set challenges and everything yeah. we don't yeah. we don't need any more challenges yeah. in our life but um but yeah like is that like no like if I get notification Amy's finished a workout I'll you yeah. you said to me the other day you was like how many calories did you burn remember yeah. <laughs> I was like it probably wasn't that much <laughs> but like we both have that like it's just a little notification it's just that little like oh I should be doing that Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah yeah so you don't need to be going to the gym together you can use no. other stuff to kind of mm-hmm. still yeah. keep yourselves going and supporting each other and I think it's always really nice when someone's like oh I see you've done that yeah, yeah. You know that way when like you, nobody's your friend on the Fitbit or nobody knows yeah. you on Apple or you don't have a coach it can be so easy to go well nobody cares nobody's yeah. going to know mm-hmm. but you know yourself yeah, totally and that's actually it. the biggest like I always think mm-hmm. why, why are you trying to impress other people like it's yourself that you need to yeah. feel comfortable with yeah. and yeah doing it for yourself is the main reason it doesn't really care matter if anyone else is doing it it's, it's for you for you yeah. but it's also really nice to have like a little angel yeah. on your shoulder oh my god yeah. yeah you got your steps yeah. in today like i love that and yeah. a lot of our members say that as well it's like almost having like a little bit of a cheerleader oh, totally. yeah. or just someone in your side or just someone that believes in you it can just like totally push you to kind of do stuff oh yeah you, absolutely you maybe sometimes would not do in a bad day or in a bad week if it's like your period or something yeah. like that and you're feeling sorry for yourself <laughs> yeah. you're like, right okay yeah <laughs> and, go up and get it done and do it so for you guys 
it was amazing to see that but then I seen the transition like obviously lockdown the gym shut sadly so I didn't get to see you guys in person but I was always like that creep on Instagram it's like oh they're starting what's this thing these are starting on Instagram like I could see like all these snippets and it's just been so cool to watch it so when oh Lola's here as well so we've got a fourth girl in the podcast joining the girl gang (laughs) so I seen that the the gym shut and I didn't know you guys were going through all of that and you were getting made redundant and I think you both had some bad times where you did take a hit in your confidence Mm -hmm. with work do you want to chat a little bit about it's up to you how much maybe Mm -hmm. people would say to you guys to make you feel low and make you lose confidence is there anything that comes to mind yeah I think going you don't realise how much your confidence been has been knocked, I don't think, until you come out the other end mm-hmm. of it. And especially the redundancy process yeah. for anyone that's been through it, they'll completely understand that... It's the worst process in the world. Yeah, and they try to give reasoning as to why you are one of the ones to be made redundant. Yeah, and they I have think to. They have they to have give a reason. To. And it, it is just putting it down and putting all your faults out there in black and white to say this mm-hmm. is why you're losing your job. And... Some of them can be completely high. So, if you're listening, not watching, Lola's climbing <laughs> on top of Amy right now. So you might hear a bit of panting in the background. It's not us. <laughs> it's Lola. Okay, um, so, and I think... What was I saying there? Redundancy. Yeah, redundancy. So they do... Te- your, the company will te- go through a series of markers with you to, sh- to tell you basically how rubbish you were at certain things yeah. and although you try and say okay rise above it rise above it when that's all you're getting fed plays in the back of your mind of course it, it knocks your confidence and it can sometimes be contradictory as to what's actually happened yeah so for me we we, we were into had the same promotions yeah into a better role and then that's just when they're telling you actually how you bad you are you weren't good at your job so no, and it was the same for me as well. Like, I am not very academic. <laughs> I am dyslexic, dyscalculate, and I, like, fully own that. But, like, design and art is, like, my thing. Like, I'm like that's where I, like, thrive. Like, my, I feel like my brain's, like, made for that type of thing. And when it came to my role, I'd also, like, I'd been promoted as well. I was looking after nine designers. So they must have given me that responsibility somehow. <laughs> so, like, then I got pulled into this meeting and I'm getting told that I don't have any design design conceptual skills and I'm like but that's me that's my identity like I'm a designer and I've been told that I'm not a good designer I basically and they will literally have it in front of you like markers of how low you and they score you on this like it's a scoring process like and and they score it and it's quite personal as well because they score you on like things that you would never even thought so you're basically losing your job and you're getting told how bad you are but on that's on that second flip side of that you've also got to be applying for jobs writing your cv out tell someone how good you are at certain things when in the back of your head you're thinking but I've just been told like and I've genuinely believed for the longest time that I had no design conceptual skills like I wasn't I didn't actually think I was capable of being a good designer again because they literally shot everything that I knew um, and so you that, do start to believe it you, you think do. okay maybe maybe I'm not supposed to be yeah. doing this maybe I am I'm I'm very good at a lot of these totally. things and that like yeah. I feel like that was like so we're both going obviously through the same process at the same time so we were both like on the phone to each other like trying to like basically just crying to each other we were on like three hour phone calls like every day we were each other's like yeah. rocks during that time because no one else got it 
like like boyfriends, partners, they could see it, but they never got it. They fully just were like, okay, cool, you've not got a job. It's okay, you need to get a job. Yeah. Can I ask a quick question? Like when, like, like you guys are like 27, 28 mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. you were a lot younger back then because that was still like, what, three yeah. years ago yeah. now? Yeah. Do you feel like in a little way, maybe because you were younger as well, I think when you're younger, you do lack more confidence 100%. and clarity and you've got less evidence at what 100%. you are really good at that... I feel when, like, for me personally, being 34 now, yeah. honestly, you after 31, you forget what age you are. <laughs> but, like, I feel so much more confident and clarity in yeah. what I kind of do. I do have blips. Obviously, everybody has blips where you're like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Like, how, yeah. how can I do this? But I feel like when you're early 20s, like... You don't know who you are anyway. No. And you were actually like speaking about this other day. How, of that a bit. Even when we were recording our voiceovers, like, Amy was always the more shy one. And, like, I was like, can you just do that voiceover? She just did it. And I was like... okay and then like we were even talking about like in terms of like our confidence like if someone now is to tell me I have no design conceptuals I would literally laugh at them yeah I'm like I make money from this that's powerful yeah like I know my strengths and you know your strengths now and even now like with the girls that work with us at Clea if anyone was to come and tell me, you know, or treat them a certain way, actually, that's actually, it's a fundamental concept of what we've built at Clea, is we never want anyone to feel that the way we, we were made to feel. We always are so supportive, so encouraging to anyone that works with us at Clea. And we just think it's so important to constantly build each other up because we know how it feels to be completely torn down. And yeah, if anyone was to tell us anything now, I feel like we've both got such a thick skin. Yeah, like yeah. and dealt... it's not to say there's still certain situations where there is that imposter syndrome yeah. massively. But we know our but... worth and we know what we bring yeah. to the and table. And it probably does come through age as well. Yeah. Growing. I think it's experience as well. Like, yeah. although that was such a shit time, you were both crying, speaking to each other. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so, you probably see it now as like such a dark, hard, emotional yeah. place. Mm-hmm. But, you're better and stronger for it as well but it's so hard when you're in it so that's something we wanted to do today because there will be people listening to this that have maybe made redundant or maybe they've just lost themselves through being Mm -hmm. in their career for so long and it's been taken over or whatever and they don't know who they are anymore or they're getting a hit in confidence so like what would you maybe say to like the old you back then or like maybe what would you say but then also what did you do back then that maybe kind of help you rebuild that confidence in yourselves I wrote I went to journaling um I always write down my thoughts and I feel like I always need an outlet for my thoughts and clear stories are part of that but like I also journal as well and I remember writing down like daily tasks and I set up this system for myself and it was like that day where I was like where it was really dark I was like I need to do one thing for myself one thing for my wealth, whether that's looking for a job or applying for something, um, wealth, self and health. And they were the three things that I just had to tick every single day. And I would write down like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, self, health, wealth and self, health, wealth. And I literally gave myself three tasks every day to do with one of these. Um, and I remember going through my diary and it was like apply for a job, join a gym make £100 and then I remember looking back at my diary and it was like I'd achieved every single one of those like and that was like that gave me a purpose so for me during the really dark times focus on the basics like if you get up and you get showered and you make yourself a coffee and you go out a walk like you've smashed it Mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it doesn't need to be so big and you don't need to achieve such big goals every single day and I'm still learning that because I'm a Virgo I feel like perfection I need to achieve the highest but I really struggle when I don't achieve the highest every day 
if, and like we're both the same mm-hmm. like if we both just get through the day we're like oh, smashed it. Yeah. And I think that's huge as well, just having each other. Yeah. And I, I feel like I've been completely different the longer I've known you mm-hmm. because Hannah brings out the best in people. Oh. You 100% do. Even so as sweet. much as looking in the mirror and saying, oh my goodness, like saying something negative about yourself, Hannah will always follow that up with, don't talk to yourself like that. And it starts to rub off on you. It really does. <laughs> so now she's like this boss energy. <laughs> it really does start to rub off on you. Having it's a that, proper hype girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. proper cheerleader. And yeah. it's in every sense, whether it is just looking in the mirror and not feeling mm-hmm. 100% confident or not feeling confident in certain meetings or calls yeah. or anything like that, having that kind of energy around you has yeah. just been and incredible. We were in a specific meeting that took a strange turn and I was holding Amy's hand on the table and she was really <laughs> upset and I literally was squeezing her hand and she just got up and was like, fuck this. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. <laughs> I know. And that was actually a real turning point for me yeah. because after I had sat in my role where I, where I was made redundant This from, wasn't with Clea, was no, it? Right? No, 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 just no, 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 Because I know the behind the scenes, yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, right, that yeah. wasn't. No, this so is not with Clea. So when I was at my role that I was made redundant from, I think, looking back, I was younger. I would let people speak to me in a certain way that would be belittling, and then you would take all of that on. And I sat there like a mouse, quite frankly. I would never speak back. I would probably get angry and then cry. <laughs> that would be the journey. <laughs> Whereas we sat in this meeting um, with the other company that we both worked for and an older man, not that it matters, was hysterically shouting at me and shouting, swearing, standing up, hands were flying. Mm -hmm. And I just thought there must have been something that just clicked and I thought, I'm not doing this again. And I was literally holding her hand on the table and I was like, you're fine, you're fine. Because I knew like this was like quite intense and I... And I mean this in the nicest way. Amy's a bit, you're softer than yeah. me in terms of like, yeah. like I will just, I'm stone. Amy will show yeah. emotion. Like I don't, I'm like ice queen. But I knew Amy is very, way more emotive than me. Yeah. And I, I knew yeah. like this was going to be like, and I was literally holding her hand on the table and I was like, you're fine. You've got this, you've got this, you've got this, you've got this. And then she literally just was like. <laughs> I, I just like, stood up and I said, you're going to have to find someone else to do this job. And I was just sat me. there like. And I thought, oh my goodness, for the first time in yeah. my life, I put my big girl pants on, yeah. got Feel myself good. out and of that situation. And that, I think, was a real switch for us. Yeah. Like, that was So, a... we've got journaling. Yeah. What yeah. is it? Wealth, health, self. Yes. We've yeah. got each other. Each other. Each other is, like, a huge emphasis. someone else that is your hype girl. Be yes. around that hype girl more. If yeah. you're around people who make you feel you're still shit and you're not good enough, then yeah. don't be around those people. Yeah. <laughs> like, your energy is so sacred. And, like, I am full... I'm, like, an energy person. Like... And you know, so if yeah. I'm in a meeting and I'm like, I don't want to be here, I will just remove myself because like your energy, you need to protect mm-hmm. your energy. Yeah. If you're be- if you're with someone, if you're around someone and they feel like a pull and a drain on your energy, that's really precious. Your energy really is precious. Mm-hmm. And like, just remove yourself. Mm-hmm. You don't need to be around that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. and there's polite ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but your energy yeah. is really important and yeah. you need to protect that. And removing any toxic, toxic energies from your life being around your hype girl, whoever that may be, or hype boy, whoever yeah, that is. Yeah, hype guy as well, absolutely. Um, we're not anti men. No. no. <laughs> I feel um, like my podcast sometimes goes that way, and I'm like, we don't. No, we there is hype, hype boys out there. Yeah. We are predominantly yeah. surrounded by hype women. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I, so I read what would this be? quote, okay. and it was lovely. It was something, 
I'm sure other people have probably heard it, and it says, if you hang around with five smokers, you're likely to become the sixth. If you hang around with five gym goers, you're likely to become the sixth. And it's so true. If you surround yourself with people who have similar interests Mm -hmm. to you, like getting out walks, being active, going to the gym, and just being generally positive, it does start to rub off on you. Yeah, absolutely. We have done other podcasts before where we've discussed how you can find those kind of people just in case right now you're sat there like well I don't know anyone like that (laughs) there is a previous episode that's about finding your kind of type people so Mm -hmm. go and listen to that if you feel that way um so what's maybe one or two more things that come to mind that just help you both rediscover that confidence and and overcome what you've been through so I did a little bit of CBT okay and it was actually really interesting because it's all about trying to reprogram the way you think. And for so long, you could probably think a certain way that I'm not good enough to be doing this job. I shouldn't be sitting here. I'm mm-hmm. doing X, Y and Z wrong. And what that type of therapy teaches you is to look at the facts instead of what your brain is trying to tell you is the facts. Yeah. So in, in, if you say something like I'm not good enough to be sitting in this meeting. Yeah it's okay let's evaluate the facts you're sitting there because you maybe did a report that prepared you for the meeting or you may have got a promotion at work or and it's trying to change the way that you think Mm -hmm. to back everything up with facts instead of the lies that you tell yourself so and we went we went we did therapy at the same time (laughs) really traumatic for us (laughs) we actually both did therapy at the same time and we were both learning all this stuff for me I'm a bit more spiritual and yeah. if there's your spiritual girlies, they'll relate to me. <laughs> I am much more, like, Amy's very factual. And this is where, actually, our relationship is perfect. Like, Amy's analytical, she's factual, whereas I'm living in dreamland. Um, <laughs> for me, my You're whole... just more connected to nature <laughs> yeah. than other things. I get that, I get that. For me, it's my massive thing, and I always tell people, is trust the timing of your life. Like, divine intervention is a wonderful thing. And, like, for me, you will not be presented something unless you can do that or you have the possibilities to achieve further. You trust the timing. If things are maybe not going the way that you think they should be, it's maybe your thought process is maybe you will only be presented with what you can do. And for me, trust the timing. There'll be a reason for everything. It just may not make sense at that time. And, yeah, that would be my... Trust the timing. Yeah, the universe is sending you it for a reason. Yeah. It's teaching you a lesson yes. and you will come from it. And <laughs> yeah, I think, again, yeah. when you look back to like stuff you maybe had to deal with in your teenage years, like you have been through it before, but maybe in a different way. Yeah, totally. And you can deal with more than you actually realise. And it is, you are going to come through a different person mm-hmm. in a better way at the mm-hmm. end of it. But it's just so hard when you're in it. Yeah. But that, I love how you've both got different points of view, more factual and, and more spiritual sides, because some people struggle with journaling. I've had so many people say to me, I can't journal, yeah. I just don't get it. But then, like you said, the factual yeah. side, no one's ever said to me about CB, CBT, that's what yeah, you CBT. in a factual way. Because when you say that, like, it is so emotional. Everything in your head is so emotional, yeah. isn't it? I'll just share one of mine really quickly. Like, I've got something from when I'm younger that I think nobody cares about me. And see when, like, I'm really struggling, I go, nobody fucking cares anyway. Like, And it's yeah. so emotive. And, I, and in my head, I'm like... Why are you saying yeah. that? Like that's you not need to a fact. That. Yeah. It's not and a fact that's at all. The CBT would try and change that mm-hmm. and to try and get you to think, okay, but I've got a partner that really cares about me. Yeah. My dog is the fact <laughs> needs me. It cares about me. So you're actually flipping that emotional response with what's the facts to back that up? Yeah. yeah. But with the journaling so. thing as well, like I don't get traditional journaling actually, and like the people always say to me, journal. 
and I always wrote down my thoughts or voiced my thoughts. Like I'm very much a voice of thoughts always. Like I do not keep anything in, <laughs> I'm just voice. <laughs> um, and I didn't realise that that actually is a form of journaling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be so write questions, answer questions. Just write whatever you think or ha- have an outlet, whatever your outlet is, whether it's videoing yourself and talking to the camera, you don't need to publish it anywhere. Yeah. Like it, I think there's such a thing around this is what journaling is, but journaling is whatever you make it and like whatever works for you. Like I wouldn't say my method of journalism, it's journalism, I'm not a journalist, but like <laughs> is like the way that it's supposed to be. Mine's is just a different outlet. Yeah. And it's just about having that outlet. Yeah, and I think another thing for me is that when something negative happens, we always try and think there's this is a lesson. Yeah. It's a lesson. And we joke sometimes that we're fed up learning lessons. Yeah, as our, <laughs> yeah. Like and the main thing I think we've learned is sometimes and again I will say that it's like the universe will come in and clear a path. Mm-hmm. Maybe you didn't want to be cleared, but it will come and clear that path because you've got a higher purpose of something else that's coming in. Mm-hmm. And through our three years in business, which isn't a long time every single time that's happened it's made sense Mm -hmm. so whether we've like lost a client we'll then have another really big client come in and then we're like what would we really like that you like but there's a reason for it all and again it comes back to that trust in the timing thing although it feels really scary at the time you just have to like knuckle down ride through the waves Mm -hmm. um and it will all make sense yeah and it's part of the story like look at that story that you guys can tell today from all that pain (laughs) so if you're sat in pain right now me and joe say this as well like see when things like funny things happen to us like on holiday or whatever we're like oh my god how did we into this position (laughs) we're like oh my god this is going to be a funny story to tell in the future and it'll be all fine and you do it is really hard to trust that and I think another thing as well is like sometimes you can be so close to giving up and breaking and that's when you get the breakthrough yeah so I always say to people even if that is like a weight loss goal or a toning up goal or whatever as well is that like you'll see that weight staying the same you need to break the mold you need to just keep with it and trust yourself because you'll quit before you see that next weight bracket or that next weight go up and you're deadlift you need to keep on going because like what's the alternative you quit and that you never really ever see what you're truly capable of by kind of doing these things so find your hype ghetto journal maybe get a bit of therapy or, or CBT yeah. as well. So that's loads. And I yeah. think, again, you, you've both been blessed with, you've already mentioned your mum as yes. well, who was a, another hype gal. Massive, yeah. So she was a good credit for you yeah. guys to take My mum's pushed well. me to do, like, she was, like, saying, like, just go for it, just go for it all, like, I'll support you. And it's just good to have that sounding board that just then someone else, I guess I've learned the hype girl thing because my mum's always been my hype girl. So I've then just took that on and, like... Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's a biggest cheerleader. Yeah, it's a we did get color. Hannah's mum a momager t-shirt for her Christmas. Oh, we did. <laughs> That's so funny because uh, Joe's um, mum does his admin, and someone might say, "Oh, my oh, mum does nothing for us apart from hype girl." Yeah, but she actually someone says, "Oh, your mum and Jeremy were like never heard that phrase." Yeah, so yeah, that was only momager. recently. Yeah. That my mum likes that. to think of herself as Chris Jenner of the Kardashians, <laughs> but she does absolutely no work for Clea. She just is hype there. Yeah. Which is That's a huge, huge part job. of the job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She'll be listening. You need to send this to her to listen. Because like, oh, send it to all her friends. I like, know. Oh, I she will. And then we'll follow like all of our clients. <laughs> And like all their stuff. Oh, that's so important. <laughs> that's like me and Joe. You know how you see that video? It's like, why are you sharing that you're doing a marathon? And it's like, it comes mm-hmm. to this one sheep that's watching. Have you seen that one? No. no. <laughs> well, like our one sh- our sheep. Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. Have you seen it? And he's standing in the field. The little sheep just standing staring. Oh. And it's like that one person. Yeah. Like, no matter who you're posting for or you're doing something for, there'll always be one person yeah. that's mm-hmm. there listening and that you're actually helping. Mm-hmm. But we also do have like Joe's mum 
Joe's auntie, my dad, my mum. Family's like, age. All yeah. like our stuff. It's so funny. So I know if I put a post up, I'm guaranteed five oh, likes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is amazing. But I think there's a huge emphasis and something that Amy and I always talk about, we are so lucky to have each other mm-hmm. because not only we give two different points of views, Amy's obviously more rational than me. I'm very <laughs> reactive. But we both like deal with things. Like sometimes we need to be reactive, but we also yeah. really trust each other's guts. So if we're like, actually, we only act on something if it's 100% both of our guts. We will not just say one's 50, one's like, we'll not do it. It needs to be 100%. And we know each other's strengths in different situations as well. So if it maybe comes to a situation that I probably shouldn't react, (laughs) Amy's got a very good way of wording it to me. Being like, maybe we need to sit on this for a bit longer. And like, David could say the same thing and I'm like, shut up! (laughs) Whereas Amy's got a very good way of saying it to me. And then whatever happens I'm like oh my god I'm so glad we listened to you and then there'll be some times where I'm like no we need to react on this and Amy's very like analytical we'll think through it and I'm like no we just need to react and then she's like okay I trust you Mm -hmm. and then we do it and then I'm like yeah (laughs) but it's like oh yeah we've always got that wee bit in you and we know yourself as well we know how to work each other's strengths so well I think it's so important like finding that person in your Mm -hmm. life whether it's your business partner your best friend like your partner like any capacity Mm -hmm. Where you know each other's strengths to support each other when you don't have that strength yeah yeah cool amazing so one other thing i wanted to cover with you guys and this is what i love with this stage in life like we've seen i feel like i have seen the younger versions of you to like yeah. becoming the woman you are now but it's like we said at the beginning it's so nice to romanticize to those gym days and be like oh my god they were good days and you had so much free time and you didn't yeah. have mortgages and a lot of women listening to this are in a similar position to you guys where you're struggling to tick all the boxes and you're spinning so many plates and there's almost this change in identity where you maybe can't train as much as you used to. Yeah. And I mean, I mean you had a chat yeah. about it, it does make you feel really guilty and you really struggle with that. Yeah. Do you guys feeling in that place right now? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's something that we're still struggling with, to be mm-hmm. honest. Thinking back to the gym days where we were consistently training, consistently mm-hmm. had good habits for a long time and I, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, if COVID did play a big part of the shift in routine, mm-hmm. where we couldn't train in the mm-hmm. gym. We still trained at home, but it, it was different. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it almost just continued, I feel like a down, downward spiral from there. Mm-hmm. And then when we started the job that we do now, there still wasn't that nine to five routine. Mm-hmm. So I know for me, I got I feel a bit lazy because... Oh, I'll go to the gym later. I'll do it later. I was always a gym morning person mm-hmm. for a while. And then, oh, I'll go later. And later comes and you don't do it because you're halfway down a to-do list that needs done. And that feels like a bigger priority. And then before you know it, that day rolls into the next day. And then the next day. And then you've only trained maybe once or twice that week. And I'm yeah. still trying to get to grips with, that's okay now. Yeah. And maybe this all or nothing mentality, I don't have to smash out six gym sessions a week. Actually getting in three or four is where I'm at right now. But looking back to that person who was so consistent, I I miss that. If I could have an ounce of that person, I would take it in a heartbeat. But there is just so much more, so many more plates now that we're spinning. For me, it's energy as well. Like You don't realise that when you work a nine-to-five job, you know, you don't, you don't it's not that you don't necessarily care as much as just a different type of pressure 
Whereas like if we don't do certain things within our job, we don't, it doesn't exist. Like we're, just, we're constantly carrying that pressure. So when it comes to like time, I was saying to you, I, I go to the gym at like after work and that's like my breakup between work, Hannah, and then like I'll go to the gym, I'll come home, get showered, have food and that's like my like reset and I need that reset. Otherwise I will just keep working all night. Yeah. And if I gymmed in the, like gym in the morning, I feel like I'll get showered and then I'm like, I'm chilled, Hannah. And I'm like, I need to get back in. So I'm like very like structured like that. Like I will mm-hmm. work, gym and then chill. And then that is my routine. But it's the energy sometimes. Like, and I feel like if we've had a really busy mm-hmm. day and I'll get to like that time at night and I'm just like, I don't have the energy to do this. And I'm the same. I feel that pressure of, I feel like I need to be 100% across the board always. Like I don't do anything less than 100, but I can't be 100% across the board. I can't be 100% in work. I can't be 100% in the gym. I can't be this like house that's 100%, like girlfriend that's 100%. Like it's just not possible to do it all. Um, and then your friends, like, where do they come in? Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you just can't do it all. And I think I get really beat myself up when I really struggle to do it, not do it all. Mm-hmm. Um but then the gym is the first thing that'll drop, which I need the gym. Like actually when it comes to your your mental health, your physical health, like your, the breakup of your day, like that's the only place where I don't have my work phone where we're not in really yeah. talks. Like that is my space where it's not work. So it's really important to have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you've both just been through a, such a huge transition. And like you said as well, Amy, like, you miss that version of you but if you were that version of you you wouldn't have clear mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's like you are a different person now and you're living a different life and life is supposed to evolve mm-hmm. and it's supposed to change mm-hmm. and like we've said before we don't even have kids in the yeah, mix of this and we're like <gasps> already yeah. feel like we're kind of drowning but it's such early days of your career and I say this to women that come to me maybe a couple of years after you guys and they're like in a shit place and I say to them, you have to do what you have to do to survive. Mm-hmm. Whether that has been having a family or whether it's been building a business, you need to do what you need to do to survive mm-hmm. and to make that business thrive. And you do need to let yourself go sometimes mm-hmm. and, and to focus on yeah. these things, build that thing, get that thing where you want it to be to then be like, right now we need to totally. look after yourself. But the good thing about you guys is that, like you said earlier, and you need to almost listen to your own advice. It's so yeah. easy to say it from yeah. the outside. <laughs> But when you said earlier, like, you both make sure you get your steps in. Yeah, that's huge. And you huge. both try and make sure that, like, you are having breaks. And I think, like, right now you're just trying to escape the minimum version of health. And that is good that will solve problems in the future from things getting worse. That when, like, Clea's at a certain place and you've got more help or you've got better systems, there will be coming times in for you to then step back up yeah. and become a bit of both. Yeah. But sometimes you need to kind of lose that little part yeah. of yourself to build something else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah no totally I and I think when we first started Clea who's talking <laughs> the dog <laughs> she's even looking at the camera I know <laughs> when we first started Clea it was I really lost myself in fitness because I had to put it was like all eggs in one basket so that was like what we needed to do at that time and then when it came to okay Clea was in a more stable place we were able mm-hmm. to then yeah. release the pressure a wee bit start to try and find that balance but I don't think we've got that balance or maybe we're looking for the perfect balance but maybe that perfect balance doesn't exist or maybe we are doing the perfect balance of just trying yeah. but I don't know yeah. Yeah. It's, a it's, it's a work in progress it's a work in progress it's a work in progress I think I was saying to you it's for the biggest thing for me when I go into the gym now is my ego because I still feel like I should be lifting the same 
and moving the same as I once was. Yeah. And it's just it's just not the case. Whereas I'm getting to the gym and I'm like, I'm just so proud that I'm here. Yeah. I am here. Yeah, in the box, doesn't matter what I'm doing. Yeah, and that's the way it should be. Yeah. Well, because well, no, I talk myself out of it. I'm like, I've had a hard day today. I don't need to push so hard. And I'm like, no, you yeah. do it. But I think it's still quite good to be in it right now and we're not just telling people the solution and the answer to yeah. it and to be like, it's actually okay to be like, actually, I don't have an answer for it right yeah. now because I am grieving that old version of myself. But I think you do just need to give yourself credit that you're still doing the steps yeah. and you might get a wee workout here and there. So you're still yeah. doing something. So don't yeah. take that away from yourself. Thanks. I know. But um, I think when you are doing, like skipping it completely, yeah. I think you would have Hannah then to be like, no, get your steps. and Yeah. Yeah. build you back up again yeah. so it would start to affect your mental health and that's when oh, yeah. it's like what you're actually doing it for yeah. um but it will change it will evolve and it will still change in the future totally for as well um so yeah i think that was felt like i was gonna add something else in but i can't remember <laughs> i'll come back to you yeah anything else for you guys i don't know hmm? i don't know no no but it is good for people listening to know this is normal to go through oh my god yeah like it's I I think I said to you the other day there I felt like I was running on a treadmill Mm -hmm. and I was like I can't the treadmill's getting faster and I can't keep up and I'm like when I hit that stop button I'm like I'm off like there's just some days where it feels like that like work is getting busier building up like it's just getting crazy Mm -hmm. you know you maybe have got goals like I'm getting married next year like I'm like I want to look good for that but then work's also getting crazy so I'm like trying to Mm -hmm. up my fitness goals up work I just can't do it all and I really then when that happens I'm like what was our attachment thing so I'm an avoidant attachment so if I can't do everything I will just let go and just like completely avoid Mm -hmm. I think we've both got the same attachment style yeah yeah. (laughs) and again like looking from outside in like I appreciate you both being so honest today because people look at you and be like oh my god you both look so fit and so healthy and like you look like those swans like we were talking about you look like swans like perfectly floating across like perfect jackets (laughs) like looking so organized and amazing from the outside but underneath we're all like (laughs) like literally paddling like hell to keep afloat and to make things look streamlined so I really appreciate you both being honest and so open today and sharing all these feelings because I just know you guys have been through it I've fucking been for it and I know so many of our members <laughs> oh, have been for it as and well. And it's not so. until you start talking about these things yeah. that you really relate to people and you're like actually you'll be able to see part of you in that story somehow. Um, like we yeah. always go back to that duck analogy like we have always said that we're we, our whole thing is we always say like just keep swimming yeah. I was even saying it coming along the road like we'll always just be singing to each other like just keep swimming just keep and that is like our like I don't know theme tune for Clea and like underneath we're just like ah so accurate yeah so accurate yeah and I think a lot of people at home will be thinking exactly yeah. the same and it's just so nice to hear it from different oh people God. sometimes and for sure we will always get these messages as well like how did you guys do it you guys look like you're... we don't know what we're doing like and I think that needs to be super clear like it's not luck because we work really hard and I know that we put in so much hours and we know what we're doing but when it well we know what we're doing in terms of our job role but with actual running a business trying to do it all we don't know what we're doing it is literally that luck of the day mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah we're still we don't, trying to figure that out we don't have the answers yeah, yeah. yeah. and I think when you're a little kid you look at people like in their 30s or your mum and dad and you always think oh Lola's coughing something up <laughs> you <laughs> she could be sick I don't know purple um, <laughs> so I've lost track of that <laughs> from my dog <laughs> 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 
when you're little. Yeah, you always think your parents have got their shit together. Yes. And they actually don't. I feel like I am now actually my parents' parents and like they still don't know yeah. what they're doing and they're in their sixties and stuff. So we all don't know what we're doing. We're all just getting back. Oh, yeah. We do know what we're doing, but we also still yeah. don't know what yeah. we're doing. So um just quickly to finish off from both of you, quickly. Who is a female role model you both had growing up? One each or a couple each. Who was someone that inspired you to go? Yes. Um, for me, I would say my mum. Um, but yeah, she's always been like my kind of cheerleader. But I would say more kind of recently, and like uh, like my mum was always a consistent. But I would actually say that then you come in like. Stop it. But it's that like it's the part again. It's that purpose. Like I was thinking about this going out a walk the other day. There, like if if I didn't, Amy literally manages me. <laughs> I need management and like. I, but it's also that like accountability again. Checking in in the morning, like um yeah. I would say that we like in CrossFit. Oh my god! Like I went to one CrossFit <laughs> class with Amy. And, like, I was blown away. She is amazing. Like, I literally lay on the floor the whole time and I was just like, (laughs) go quick. (laughs) Like, and I was literally like, you're so impressive right now. Like, I'm so impressed by you. But, yeah, like, Amy's very resilient and, like, will just kind of, like, shake things off. Probably not in a good way. (laughs) Sweep it under the carpet. (laughs) But we'll just, like, be like, it's fine. Let's just keep going. And I think that's very admirable. Whereas I just, like, ah. Oh, Amazing. that's so lovely. That's so sweet. Well, and I do not feel like that on the inside, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I do not feel like that. So one of my biggest inspirations is not actually a female, um, but especially from a career standpoint, is my dad. 100%. So he has got to be the most hardworking guy I've ever known. Um, and he started off his career as a young, shy, little guy yeah. and worked his way up through a company I managed to retire relatively young and he's just done everything for the right reason. Um, so from a career standpoint, definitely yeah. him. And he is always there when I need advice. And yeah, when we need advice. When we need advice. <laughs> so yeah, as cheesy as that sounds, yeah. probably him from a career standpoint. And definitely, Hannah, for your cheerleader, good energy. Good vibes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rose. <laughs> right, perfect. Um, you guys are amazing. Where can people find you guys? Like more from you today. You're happy for anyone to contact you both and ask you more mm-hmm. questions if they're struggling. But where mm-hmm. where can they find you both? Absolutely, on oh, mainly Instagram, I would yeah. say, and we absolutely love it because we've built up such a lovely community mm-hmm. on Instagram. No one really sees me on Instagram. <laughs> It's through choice, by the way. I'm constantly trying to get her to come on, so but she won't. You will probably see Hannah on our stories quite a lot. I'm the clear girl. And <laughs> it is so nice because we get people messaging us just yeah. randomly about something that they've seen or something yeah. that they're or worried come up about. To us. We've yeah. had people come up to us and be like, come up to me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So literally come up to Amy and be like, are you the clear girl? Yeah. And she'd be like, I know who you're thinking of. I am, but I'm not the girl. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the girl you're thinking of. Um, but it's just, it's a really nice place. So. Instagram and our website as well, if you want to read more about what we do. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. I mean, I'll pop that down in the description. So if anyone wants to check out the girls, they can. But thank you both for being here today. No, thank, no, thank you so thank much you. for having us. Being so honest. And thank you, Lola, for interrupting us. <laughs> Um, but thank you all for listening I hope you've enjoyed today and it's just gave you that good feel that good hype girl feel that we can do it you guys can do it too 
Thank you for listening as always and I hope you have an amazing week.